Hello, it's Dee at Black Girls Do Everything. And this is a special bonus episode called What's Next? We recently had an epic day in the United States. Yet while we were listening to how little girls of color can now see a broader and expanded future for themselves, I personally don't feel it yet. You know, we heard chants of the glass ceiling has been broken and watch out for the broken glass on the floor, but it hasn't pierced my skeptical heart yet. I am indeed very proud of Kamala Harris. I can admit to having reservations in the beginning for a woman who was a major player in the locking up of thousands of men and women of color. She supported and promoted unfair practices that disproportionately affected individuals of color. And for those of you who so blindly say, well, if they didn't commit crimes, I will try to stay on point. But there are two realities at play. One is that the current prison system couldn't flourish without people of color getting locked up for bogus crimes. It's the modern day plantation because free labor is always a plus to any industrialized civilization. And don't fool yourself. White folks are committing the same crimes and worse, but getting off and getting lighter sentences and slaps on the wrist. Ms. Lori Laughlin, queen of the Hallmark Channel, is serving two months for a crime that a black mother got 10 years for. The black woman used a false address to get her child into a better school district, where Laughlin spent hundreds of thousands of dollars in bribes and lied to get her daughter an undeserved scholarship and special test-taking exemptions. She and her husband may do seven months combined and go back to their multi-millionaire lifestyles. That black mother's life has been destroyed for wanting a better education for her child. As any parent living in the inner city can attest to, there are difficulties in finding a quality school. But in an attempt to stay on point, anyone remember Martha Stewart? How did jail, how did doing time in jail work out for her? Let's take a short break. back. We are all glad to see an end to the political and systemic darkness that has enveloped this country for more than four years. Any rational and reasonable person should be glad to be getting off of the daily merry-go-round of negative and divisive tweets that were casting darkness out all over the world. We never knew which way the craziness was headed, but we endured the destruction of the regal and respected nature of the position of POTUS, President of the United States. I'm proud to live in a country that allows for independent thought and actions, yet we watch peaceful protests turned into the berating and abuse of lawful protesters. This country was founded by individuals seeking freedom of expression. When exactly did we turn into a country divided by hate and hateful rhetoric? We can't just blame it on the current administration. We saw sparks of this during the eight years of the previous administration. This country has a dark and horrendous history of killing the indigenous inhabitants and then enslaving Africans, which continues in various forms to this very day. But so many elders thought that things while not perfect had come such a long way. My dad and other baby boomers were quick to point out how far African-Americans have come. 
that we have access to wealth and real estate that his generation never had. So it's difficult for me to make him understand that with all the advances his generation made, mine made less than half of them. And my children, the millennials and Generation X, haven't even acquired what my generation, the second wave of baby boomers, acquired. And that started way before COVID. You'll hear all about the overnight nouveau riche millennials who have created million dollar apps, but they are a minuscule number of individuals among the vast numbers of people in this country. In a future broadcast, we're going to have to do a breakdown on whether college, which African-Americans always touted as the great equalizer, is even worth the paper some of those diplomas are printed on. The cost of a private college creates lifelong debt and enslavement to that debt. This ecosystem was created using a premise that there has to be a greater. And in order for there to be a greater, there must be a lesser. So peaceful coexistence has never been promoted here. When black Americans began to aspire and rise up, their success was touted as a thing against or detrimental to poor whites. When blacks after slavery separated into their own towns and built thriving communities, the Klan burned them to the ground. You claim you wanted to be separated, but once you saw us thrive, your ignorance and hatred led you to destruction, not to work on building your own. Another brief break. In 2008, America saw a historic first. We elected the first African-American president. We showed the world that we were a forward-thinking nation. In spite of all attempts to discredit him and his family, we learned he was a well-educated, faithful, dignified Christian, and even pretty well-dressed to boot, with an intelligent and beautiful wife that girls around the world could look up to and aspire to be like, one a graduate of Harvard and the latter a Princeton graduate. Now in 2020, after what will go down in the books as the worst four years in recorded American history, the people of the United States by a vote of 72 million to 74 million have chosen hope, justice, truth, science, and honesty, end quote. We have elected an imperfect man with a perfect heart to lead us out of darkness. The queen standing beside him to help him get this done, his equal for the first time not only as a woman, but an African-American woman, a dignified graduate of Howard University, a former prosecutor in California and their state Senate representative. She is of Middle Eastern Indian and Jamaican descent. She comes from a strong and proud stock, which undoubtedly prepared her for previous battles and grounded and equipped her for the formidable battles to come. She is about to hold the second highest office in these United States of America. As a prosecutor, she supported policies that were eventually proven to be unfair to individuals of color. They discriminated against her own, but her record also shows that she wasn't biased or unfair and has since admitted to a need for a change in policy and fought to help get it done. In the Senate, she worked to make reforms. Also, in the Senate, she stood between the progressives and the old guard. 
This didn't make her a popular candidate for this position in the eyes of many. That is something else I can respect. I do see an opportunity for change ahead of us, but I have also lived long enough to see how the old guard pacifies us with little tidbits and trinkets only to slowly take them back. In July, not one Republican voted for the reauthorization of the Voting Rights Act, which should be a constitutional amendment. We experience change only to have it snatched away. Why must it always be a fight to be treated with decency, respect, and equality? This country and its wealth were built on the backs of slaves. Our ancestors' free labor fueled the Industrial Revolution, which led to our becoming the greatest industrialized nation on the planet. We made us number one. My prayer is for this dynamic duo to heal as much of the hurt and divisiveness as is possible. But the work is really up to the people of this land. The other side of me recognizes that they will be spending so much time healing hurts done to our allies and cleaning up messes left by the previous administration that in even eight years, there isn't enough time to get all of the work that needs to be done. It can't be completed. If they can get the solar and other green industries up and running, there will be more than a million jobs formulated across the country, and that will cause a real trickle-down effect to help boost local businesses and economies. We all realize that COVID is number one on the list of priorities, and the formulation of a safe and effective vaccine, that is number one. Plus, we have to develop a sleek and functional distribution methodology to get the vaccine to everyone who needs it including getting it to the most vulnerable populations first. I worry that other important projects like rebuilding our infrastructure and repairing roads, highways, and bridges may not be possible, but he will have access to the best minds in the world who can work together to come up with ways to get stuff done. What are the most important projects to you? Getting folks back to work, or restarting businesses and factories in the United States so we are never dependent on other countries ever again, even if it is going to be more expensive? Are you worried about technology? The whole 5G conspiracy theory, is that, is that really a thing? I don't mean to laugh, but my dad talked to me about it in a recent conversation. So I recognize that folks are really becoming afraid that it's radiating them. I heard it's a plot by the Chinese for retribution, perhaps. I, I have no, no clue. We are truly interested in what you think. Please message us here on the app or via our email, blackgirlsdo at gmail. You may hear your questions and advice on a future show. And let us know your specialty so we can invite you on. concludes our special bonus episode, What's Next? What's Next was inspired by recent political events, and as of the release of this episode, the states have not certified their election results yet. But it is clear that Joseph Biden, uh, today on November 14, 2020, with 270 electoral votes, and Kamala Harris, 
have won. We pray that they remain well and we are looking forward to great things happening. As always a reminder that the thoughts and opinion are those of the show's hosts and its guests. No reproduction or copying of these podcasts are allowed without written permission from the owner. This is Dee Huffman signing off, reminding you and your family to be well and stay safe. Please wear a mask. Please use hand sanitizer. And let's discuss how we feel about this vaccine in a future episode. Be well.